It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. I am so happy and delighted. In the past week, we welcomed a new furry friend into our home, and it's just... Ah, it's wonderful. But it was also kind of challenging to get some work done. But I made it! So let's go to part 12 of Connection Revealed. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, part 12. September 21st, 2063. Region 6 of the American Desert, New Mexico, North American Province. 5.30 a.m. local time. Jade gestured in the direction of the rebels. I really think that all they want to do is help. Surely you can't be that naive, Becker barked. They haven't budged, Jade repeated for the third time in five minutes. Not an inch. And they reached out and literally asked if we need help. Which could be a way to buy time until their backup arrives. Jade's nostrils flared. Seriously, if they meant to harm us, surely they would have by now. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about, Becker laughed bitterly. This is all strategic maneuvering, which clearly was not a part of your training. Either way, I'm in command here. Jade spun around, trying to calm down. She focused on the desert, which was coming into view slowly as the sun rose. She was too angry to enjoy the beauty, but it did calm her down somewhat. She'd been stuck with Becker inside the pod all night, standing still in the desert, with the rebels nearby, Becker had refused to continue traveling to the measurement station, unwilling to reveal that location. Jade had pointed out that the huge measurement station was hard to miss. The rebels must already know about it. But Becker had insisted they stay put until the sun came up or the situation changed. Then, they'd reevaluate. It's going to get hot soon, Jade said. We can't stay here much longer. You're going to have to make up your mind about what to do next. I have, Becker replied. We're going to move away from them. Jade turned around slowly. In what direction? Back to where we came from, Becker said, holding up her hand before Jade could interrupt her. I know you disagree, 
but it's the least provocative step we can take right now. We're going home. <laughs> this is insane, Jade huffed. I don't see why we can't just continue on our way. We need that data. Are you going to get that pot moving or do you want me to do it? Becker asked impatiently. Bristling, Jade took a seat behind the terminal. I'll do it. I'm used to controlling the pot manually. Fine, Becker replied. Start the engine and we'll see if they respond in some way. Jade took in a deep breath. Her eyes were burning from being awake all night. They had lost a vast percentage of the pod's battery power sitting here. She wasn't sure they'd make it back to the base in time. She feared Becker just wanted to travel far enough to get a connection and then call in the army. It wouldn't take the drones that long to get here. They were usually armed and would have no problem taking out two rebel cars. Jade had tried to talk to the commander several times about replying to the rebel's message. No one came out into the desert this far without a damned good reason. Jade thought it was in their best interest to find out what that reason was. Personally, she guessed they must have some infrastructure around here too. What if that infrastructure was experiencing the same issues as Jade was investigating? What if the rebels knew more about what was going on? Start the engine, Becker repeated. Sighing, Jade did as she was told. The pod's navigational system immediately asked her to select a destination. Jade ignored the prompt and switched to manual control instead. Now what? She asked the commander. We wait a moment, Becker replied, focused on the radar screen. Let's see if they do something. Like what? Jade asked, frowning. Send another message or move closer, Becker explained. Or attack. She added quietly. Jade focused her eyes on the rocks in between them and the rebels, blocking their view of them, biting back another remark. Nothing, she said after a minute. Hmm, was all Becker said, staring at the screen. I could move the pot to the left so we can take a look at them, Jade suggested. Becker ignored her, focused on the terminal still. Jade huffed softly and resigned herself to waiting. After two more minutes, Becker finally said, All right, move the pod about 80 inches to the left. <laughs> 80 inches? Jade laughed nervously. 80 inches, Becker said, meeting Jade's gaze. <sighs> okay, Jade sighed, shaking her head. Moving 80 inches to the left. Two seconds later, they came to a standstill again. The view hadn't changed much. Much to her frustration, Jade still couldn't see the other vehicles. Her curiosity still trumped her sense of danger in this situation. Stay put, Becker instructed. Jade bit her lip to stop herself from snorting. She knew she should be taking this situation far more seriously. It was just that Becker was turning all of this into an absurd, slow-moving circus, and Jade was struggling to keep her face straight. <clears throat> Staying right here, she said, clearing her throat. She briefly thought of a movie she had seen years ago. It was based on a classic plotline. Some people had gotten stuck in a room together unexpectedly and, of course, drama had unfolded. 
She couldn't help but notice the similarities with her own predicament. Have they moved? Becker asked, leaning forward to get closer to the terminal screen. Jade could smell the fabric of the commander's uniform now. A hint of sweat also reached her nostrils. To her surprise, she found it to be a pleasant mix. She breathed in the scent and felt something stir in her lower belly. Have they? Becker insisted. Startled, Jade focused on the screen. I don't think so, she said, squinting. Pod, activate alerts, Becker said. Alerts activated. Two unknown vehicles detected, the pod replied. The alarm started again. Turn off the alarm, Jade yelled, annoyed. The alarm turned off. Becker met Jade's gaze. Sorry, Jade blushed. That sound drives me insane. Becker's lips curved up, but only for a split second. Right, you can't think, Michelle said, then focused back on the screen. She was sure she had seen the rebels' cars moving on the radar. The rebels would never pass up on an opportunity to capture a high-ranking global army officer. She was sure they were coming. But she was ready for them. Move another 80 inches, Michelle said. To what side? Turner asked, her annoyance evident. The scientist clearly didn't take this situation seriously enough. In a way, Michelle could understand. They had been out here with the rebels for hours and nothing had happened. The rebels had even offered to help them. It was easy to slip into a state of complacency. The body wasn't built to sustain these high levels of alertness. But Michelle was different. Michelle was always on high alert, looking for things that would not go her way. Kill or be killed. That was Michelle's motto in life. To come out on top, you had to be alert and ready to pounce at all times. Trusting others to have your back was foolish and reckless. Her parents had instilled this philosophy in Michelle from a young age, constantly reminding her that other people were not there to help her. In the end, everyone had to survive on their own, her mom had always said. Unidentified vehicles approaching, the pod announced. Michelle smiled. I knew it. Fuck, you were right. They are moving. Turner said, stunned. They're moving very slowly, Michelle said, pointing at the dots on the screen. Move us back to our original spot, but do it suddenly. The pod jolted to the right much faster and more violently than Michelle had expected. She intuitively placed her hand on Turner's shoulder to avoid falling. She was surprised to feel Turner's hot, clammy skin. Grumpily, she pulled back her hand and adjusted her stance. They keep following us. The scientist said, ignoring what had happened and looking tenser than before. What do I do? We have to preserve energy to get back to the base. I know, but keep moving in the same direction for now, Michelle replied. Do it at a steady pace. What are they after? The scientist asked, maneuvering the pod as instructed. Why would they follow us? Probably to capture me, Michelle thought, but didn't say out loud. She was convinced the rebels knew who was on board this pod. She didn't know how they knew, but that was a problem for later. No, she had to make sure the rebels got the trouble they were asking for, without getting what they were after. 
think they want our data? Turner asked. Michelle's eyes snapped to Turner. She had not considered this option. When did you last send a report to your superior and co-workers? Michelle asked. Turner looked up, confused. What? Do you think the rebels could have gotten hold of it? Do you encrypt all communication? Turner's cheeks turned red. Of course we do. What kind of question? She stopped mid-sentence. Michelle's eyes flicked to the radar screen. Are they catching up with us? The pod answered before Turner could. Unidentified vehicles approaching with increased speed. Activating defense protocol. The alarm started blaring again. Not again, Turner moaned. Deactivate alarm, she yelled at the pod. Increase our speed, Michelle told her, placing a hand on the back of Turner's chair to keep her balance as they sped up. Already am, Turner said. But the pod's not responding as it should. What do you mean? Michelle asked, scanning the terminal for alerts she had missed. Turner shook her head in confusion. It's... it's sluggish. A loud clank made both of them jump. The pod briefly shifted to the right, making Michelle slide toward the wall. Her hand slipped from the chair, but Turner grabbed it just as the pod regained its balance. What did we hit? Michelle asked, startled, letting go of Turner's hand and making her way back to the middle of the pod. Alert! Outdoor sensors impaired, the pod said. Activating defense. No! Jade yelled, making Michelle jump. Not again! Deactivate! Michelle suddenly noticed it had gotten darker in the pod. She walked to the window, touching it in surprise. Is that... she said, unable to believe what she saw. This was part 12 of Connection Revealed. I want to thank all patrons and recurring supporters for their monthly support. Your support helps me to work on the podcast every week. Thank you also to all the listeners who send a one-time gift. Your help keeps the podcast and website online for everyone. I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Now, about the puppy. Her name is Frida, and she is a Spanish water dog. Very intelligent dog, and so uh, it's a it's a challenge to have her uh, with us, but a fun challenge, obviously. I post lots of pictures of her on our TLR Discord community, so if you're curious, come and meet us there. All right, that is all for this episode. Thank you for spending time with me. It truly is a blessing and a privilege, and I will see you soon on Discord or on this podcast feed. Bye. Frida, nee.